Good morning. This is Dina Marie of Faith Moments with a Franciscan moment on Mater Day Radio. Well, when we study the lives of the saints, one common thread we seem to discover over and over again is the saints' love for the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Mother of God. With me today to discuss Our Lady and St. Francis during a beautiful month where we honor Our Lady throughout the month of May, we have Father Dan Petit joining us, Franciscan Friar. Good morning, Father Dan. Happy May Day as we celebrate. We're recording on this feast of St. Joseph the Worker, so uh, I think a beautiful way to start a month honoring Our Lady. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hi. Good to be with you again, Dina Marie. You're right. I mean, the two great hitters in the Catholic faith, Mary and Joseph. Yeah. Well, I wanted to just have some time today to reflect on St. Francis and our Blessed Mother. And before we started talking, we mentioned Our Lady of Fatima. And I thought, you know, Our Lady of Fatima, Our Lady of Lourdes, these particular times in history were way after St. Francis. But St. Francis's life, let's go back to when he lived and his how he just got drawn so closely to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Mary. What are some of the examples we have of his life and his affection for Our Lady? Well, I think in many ways, uh, Mary embodied for Francis the pathway to Jesus, her son, uh, which was the way of poverty. You know, Francis strove. I mean, we I don't think we can appreciate this fully today, but he actually worked hard at living a poor, simple life. It took effort on his part. And his model for that, he called, he kind of uh, uh, used an image or a metaphor for that in speaking of lady poverty. But Mary was the true vessel, the actual historical vessel of the pathway leading to that lowliness of her son, which is uh, in, in his poverty and simplicity and humility. And so... In, very, in many ways, that's the way Francis understood Mary was she was the she was the guide, if you will, to the narrow gate. And the narrow gate is Jesus himself. Um, and she can get us there. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. We hear Lady Poverty. I think I associate that with the poor Clares and St. Clare and the community that came following St. Francis and really that 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 virtue of poverty, where do we see as we look back in scripture that re revealing Mary's poverty um, that, of course, Francis would have recognized and really strove for? Well, I think uh, definitely the moment of poverty for Mary, especially is the, uh, the Annunciation, her humility there. Uh, she's troubled by this greeting of the angel. Uh Hail, full of grace, and it, it, the scriptures actually say she's troubled by that. Like, and the angel assures her, "Don't be troubled." Um, here she is, a singular vessel of honor and grace, and she's so humble at that moment with the greeting of the angel that she's troubled by it. I mean, it's it's remarkable humility right there. You know that. Uh, oh, she didn't say, "Oh, well, thanks for acknowledging who I am," or something. You know, it wasn't anything quite like that. So self conscious, it was just so amazingly humble uh, mm -hmm. at that moment. 
Right. I'm talking with Father Dan Petit in this month of May, where we honor Mary. Obviously, we have here the Mother's Day. So our motherhood, the joy of motherhood, the dignity of motherhood. And I've seen it referred the divine motherhood of Mary, uh, that Mary has that beautiful divine motherhood. We've talked before, Father Dan, about the nativity scene, the crash, and that total poverty that we see St. Francis really wanting to share with people to see that poverty that both Mary and I guess I'd say Mary Joseph and Jesus all shared in poverty at his birth. Yeah, absolutely. There, you know, this is the thing we forget about Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Now, uh, they lived in that small little hovel of Nazareth. Uh, and, you know, that th- there was it was not a, a, a very wealthy or even well, it was well provided for, but it wasn't, it wasn't uh, opulent in any way. It was simple. And even Mary, I, I don't doubt that Mary even had days where she didn't have enough food to eat that her she felt hunger. Her poverty was of such a nature that she felt hunger at times. And I imagine, for example, that uh, she delighted in the multiplication of the loaves of Jesus, you know, the couple of times he did that because, first of all, for the divine manifestation of his sonship and his divinity, that was something she delighted in. But she also got a meal out of that, which was a good thing, too. You know, it's kind of uh, took care of the hunger pains that maybe she suffered uh, as a result of her poverty um, because she didn't stay home knitting or, or living her home in Nazareth while the incarnate word was wandering the countryside. No, she was in the crowd every day with him, following him, just like uh, so many others. And, how, you know, how do you live with that? How do you how do you feed yourself? You know, and um, her poverty. So Francis of Assisi, um, he strove daily to grow closer to Jesus and Mary in their poverty and humility. And what's remarkable about St. Francis is every day he woke up, he was out-trumped by their poverty and their humility. And that's just amazing how great a saint, and yet he was still out-trumped by their lowliness and humility, uh, Mm -hmm. especially that of uh, the Son of the living God in Christ, um, Bonaventure has a line at one point where he says the humility of God in Jesus Christ is so deep and lowly that, as he says, ratio deficit, reason fails to grasp the the, 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 the the degree to which he was poor and lowly. So Francis strove with all his might to get closer to Jesus and Mary and their loneliness, humility, and poverty, and took a great deal of effort on his part to do that. Right. And when you talk about that, Father Dan, just in terms of his rule and looking at how are we going to live our daily lives and trying to have that as an example to the friars, those who were drawn to St. Francis, how were some of those principles of humility and poverty put into what do we do every day? How do we approach others? How do we approach God? How do we bro- approach um, society and creation? Well, I think I think one way clearly is, uh, and I, of course, I've learned this in my own life from uh, 
it's one of my favorite qualities I've discovered through faith in both Jesus and Mary, and that is they're humble before truth. And uh, so, for example, the truth, for example, when I go to confession, can be somewhat uh, not very flattering. And a lot of times we hide this truth from one another because we might be made fun of or people will put us down or maybe we'll be judged or, or you know, someone might even get so mean and put you out on Facebook or something like that to shame you. And all that's kind of proud. It's, it's presiding over someone in their weakness and putting them down, whereas you get none of that in Christ. He's humble before the truth, which means he's not... He's not approaching us, shaming us ever, putting us down ever, uh, or wagging his finger at us. And, and this is true of the Blessed Mother as well, because they're humble before the truth. And that, and that includes the truth of ourselves. And, and we really have nothing to fear as a result of that. But see, then we can learn from their humility and how they treat us. And hopefully we can go out and treat others the same way and not sort of begin to try to position ourselves to get into a place where we can put them down if we know their weakness or whatever, or gossip about them when they have a weakness. Or You see what I mean? Uh, I think that was a big part of the whole life of Francis as well, is he learned in this school of humility and poverty from Mary and Jesus and Joseph. Right, right. Father Dan Petit with us, Franciscan friar, reflecting on St. Francis and our, our Blessed Mother, Lady Poverty, and these beautiful virtues. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about prayers and special recognition. I think about all the Franciscans throughout history of the Franciscan community that have written about Mary, have had prayers about Mary. Uh, you mentioned Bonaventure. I mean, the list goes on and on that uh -huh. the spirituality really ties into how you live your lives as Franciscans to how our Blessed Mother approached her life really from the very beginning of her life. And we're coming up to a break. So I want to take a quick break, Father Dan, and come back and just talk a little bit about Franciscan spirituality and some of the ways we praise the Lord and really honor the Blessed Mother that came from St. Francis and the community. So we hold on and we'll continue our conversation after the break. Sure thing. I'll be glad to do that. Thank you. Good morning. This is Dina Marie, and I'm continuing my conversation with Father Dan Petit. We've been talking during this month of May about our Blessed Mother, Mary, and St. Francis, and how really our Blessed Mother is such the guide and the pillar for St. Francis in beginning his own community and in his own spirituality. Father Dan, thanks for coming back with me today. Uh, you're welcome. Good to be with you. I think one of the things I love about St. Francis, I know one of the things I love about St. Francis is his prayer life. And we get to see much of that prayers that have been written. Uh, and I think, wow, aren't we grateful that we have the written word from St. Francis and the early friars. Give us a sense of some of the ways he would pray and honor the Blessed Mother. Well, certainly, um, you know, the the uh, devotion to Mary was strong because he understood her as exemplary, uh, an exemplary guide to Jesus. Uh, he really did. Uh, as he was very conscious that Jesus was brought up by Joseph and Mary and, uh, and learned from them, um, he was very conscious of the fact that 
Mary's virtues became the source of Jesus in as a young boy learning virtue. Um, and so he went to the school of Mary to learn the virtues proper to becoming um, an adopted son of God. You know, the way the son of God had learned from the at the at the hand at the knee of Mary as well. So, for example, we have a, a beautiful um, salutation of the Blessed Virgin Mary in which St. Francis articulates some of these beautiful virtues of Mary and that that particular salutation that Francis wrote is related to another one that he wrote that is called the salutation of the virtues, where he personalizes the virtues. And that kind of tells us that uh, Francis saw Mary as fulfilling all the virtues that we need to learn in order to draw closer to Christ. And uh, because that's what we need to cultivate, we actually have to work at these things to cultivate them, like learning to ride a bike or something. Well, that's what Francis did. He wrote these beautiful prayers that put into relief and let us see the virtues of Mary so we could learn from her. So give us a sense, Father Dan, of just starting to cultivate these virtues and using some of the inspiration from St. Francis to help us do that. Well, I think one of the things that's very clear um, Francis understood Mary to be the spouse of the Holy Spirit, which is exemplary for every Catholic and baptized person, because we all in baptism receive the Holy Spirit as well. But how many of us neglect this most intimate spouse of our souls, the Holy Spirit? And so for Francis, Mary was full of grace and the Holy Spirit, and so are we by our baptism. But Mary becomes an example of living in step with the Holy Spirit and in obedience to the Holy Spirit in her life, such that she became such a singular uh, vessel of devotion to teach us all how to grow in holiness. And so uh, at, at one point in this prayer of salutation, Francis says, just in honoring Mary, he says, hail his palace, his being Jesus, hail his tabernacle, He's she's a dwelling place of Jesus, hail his dwelling, hail his robe, hail his servant, hail his mother. I mean, these are, these are just incredible ways that Francis sought to uh, exalt the Blessed Mother as this a vessel of devotion and the source of her devotion was the Holy Spirit alive in her and she was so alive to the Holy Spirit that that's what Francis sought to encourage all of his brothers to follow that example of Mary to just keep that spirit of devotion the Holy Spirit alive within you and don't neglect this close companion in your life right right and recognizing Father Dan Mary's that to Jesus through Mary, Mary guides us. She's the one that's going to hold our hand and really bring us closer to Jesus. She doesn't block the relationship, but she is there to guide us even closer. I think some people may not understand why we have such a devotion to the Blessed Mother, and it is to honor our Lord. It is to honor his mother, and she will help us along the way. You know, how did... Francis really reflect that in, um, 
maybe if I don't know if any of his friars would challenge him on this, but just to really show the the queenship. I think that queenship of Mary, we don't understand queens today as much as Francis would have really had an idea of royalty in his own day, in his life. Well, yes. In fact, he does. At the beginning of the salutation of the Blessed Virgin Mary, he begins it this way. He says, Hail, O Lady, Holy Queen, Mary, Holy Mother of God. Uh, You know, he refers to her as queen, and he'll often refer to her as well as his queen. You know, you're my queen as well. And, and, And that's right. I mean, Mary we might say, magnifies the Lord so blind people can see her. Mm-hmm. Uh, our sight has been dimmed to, to the divinity of God, the divinity of Christ. And what Mary does is put a magnifying glass on him so we can see better. You know, it's kind of almost like corrective lenses. On. If you have to wear glasses, you know, the Blessed Mother... She doesn't block you. She actually leads you to him by helping you see more clearly. And of course, um, for Francis, and especially the Franciscan tradition as a whole, for that reason, Mary is viewed as the guardian of orthodoxy and right faith. Uh, it's very difficult if you're in in league with Mary and in de- and have a devotion to Mary to fall into heresy or wrong teaching because it's so clear and in view. Uh, the, the water is just so transparent, you can see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Father Dan, talking about that, just the spirituality of the Franciscan community, special feast days, just in, in your day-to-day life today, um, how our Blessed Mother really continues to keep keep holy that 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 vocation but particularly throughout the franciscan spirituality yeah well you know the the rosary of course that we all are familiar with in the church is technically the dominican rosary the rosary given to saint dominic now we also in the franciscan tradition have a franciscan crown we call it Mm -hmm. And it is, uh, it's a Franciscan crown of seven joys of Mary, which has the five that you would find on the Dominican rosary with the two additional mysteries that are all considered to be, um, and it's called a crown because by way of this prayer, we're crowning Mary with these roses, you know, the rosary. That's the whole idea. Every Hail Mary is endowing Our Lady with a rose. That's how it's viewed in the Franciscan tradition. We view it this way. We're uh, bringing her flowers like we do in the month of May. Well, when you pray the rosary, the Franciscan would understand that what we're doing is offering Mary just a whole bouquet of flowers that are pleasing, and and we give them to her, and uh, we honor her, and uh, and we come with our petitions at the same time. So the, the, the spirituality in the Franciscan tradition is um, intimately linked to Mary because it is our way to um, Jesus. It's our way to staying focused on Christ. And that's that's a central hallmark of, of Franciscan spirituality is the centrality of Christ. Well, we learned that from Mary. She was totally focused on Jesus. 
Absolutely. And for our listeners here in the Portland area, you can go to Our Lady of Peace Retreat House. I know they pray that Franciscan rosary. So if you want to learn that, talk to our sisters at Our Lady of Peace. I know they would love to teach you that Franciscan rosary and what a great <laughs> month. Right. If, if you maybe haven't been in the practice of praying the rosary, I think the month of May is a wonderful way to get started, get back into that routine of just having that beautiful meditation of Our Lady. And think of St. Francis and St. Clair praying with you. And, you know, we're all, I love you saying, we're in the school of Mary. And Mary That's teaches right. us. Who else better to teach us about her son? Well, every time you take up the rosary, you're placing your hands in the hands of Mary and opening your ears and opening your heart to the lessons she has to teach you. And what does she talk about? She talks about her son. That's what the mysteries of the rosary are. And she instructs us in her son. That's the school of Mary. The rosary is the school of Mary. And um, and boy, what better person to learn about Jesus from than this woman who was with him so closely from the moment of his conception. You know, it's, it's an amazing, uh, amazing that we have this gift in the church uh, where we actually place our hands in the, into the hands of Mary as we're praying the rosary and, and look into her eyes and listen to her. What, what is she telling us about the, you know, the joys of, that she experienced with her son, the sorrows she experienced with her son, the glories she experienced with her son, uh, and then of course the the light on the face of Christ at the the transfiguration and the luminous mysteries. I mean, these are all such beautiful ways that uh, we can learn about Christ by sitting at the feet of Mary and allowing her to instruct us. Very true. Very true. St. Francis and the Blessed Virgin Mary, beautiful to contemplate and to pray and hopefully increase your own devotional life during this month of May. Father Dan, I want to thank you once again for joining us, spending a little bit of time opening up the Franciscan community to all of our listeners. And with that, I'd love to ask you to help close this time in prayer and your blessing. Sure thing. Let's pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for such a singular vessel of devotion in the Blessed Virgin Mary, so holy and transparent to your Son Jesus in magnifying him for us to see. And we thank you also for her beloved and most chaste spouse, St. Joseph, on this day of the Holy Worker. We ask their intercession and the prayers of the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, upon us now, and their blessing. And may the blessed mighty God descend upon us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Dan. Have a blessed month of May. Thank you. And you too. And uh, happy Easter. <laughs>